Previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show. I did not meet Dan Byrne, but I know that guy. My head of production tells me, he goes, hey, or post-production, he goes, hey, there's a guy that wrote this song about pandemic songs. It's all just pandemic songs. And my show has to do with the pandemic. He said, you just got to listen to it. And I go, well, what's his name? And he says, well, you'll never heard of him. This guy named, I love him. I know everything he's done. His name's Dan Byrne. I said, oh, yeah, you know everything. He says, you know, you know rope and a yardstick? <laughs> <laughs> The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. So every once in a while, something happens in your life, and you go, this is such a nice moment. We all thought Garcia was great. Yes. I got a call on Sunday, yesterday. I'm sorry, Saturday night. I got a call Saturday night from Charlie Steiner. Oh. And Charlie says, Garcia had it completely right about L.A. And I go, you listen? And he goes, yeah. It's just so nice. So I call Greg, and I go, well, Steiner says you got it completely right. And he goes, well, yeah, that's really nice. So that's like, that's the connective tissue on the level that I understand, you know, on the 1% level. I understand that. And I was just so happy to find out that Charlie listened. It yeah. made me very happy. And, and, it, and then, um, then I got a similar call from Alan. And Alan, I know Alan listens. I'm grateful for Alan listening. I also got a note from my friend Carrie Stevens in Canada, you know, that he listens. Because he told me the hat I was wearing was stupid. And then he said, well, I've got to tell you, Sharon says it was a good, his wife Sharon says it's a good hat. And I said, I talked about this on the air. <laughs> so people get to the podcast when they get to the podcast. But Alan said, who's this guy, DG? And I said, well, Alan, I'm not sure I really know him. You know, we, he says we met <clears throat> this one time. At PGA West, uh, is that what it's called, right? PGA, uh, PGA National. <clears throat> PGA National, okay, um, in Florida. And we were walking around together for a little bit. And then, you know, it led to this other stuff. And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that guy Dorman that played with Maury? I go, yeah, the guy, the cheese factory. He says, well, yeah, the cheese factory. He sold the cheese factory a long time ago. He says, I didn't know it was a factory or a store. He says, okay. He says, anyway, he says, Maury says this guy Dorman a couple of years ago said to him, could you do me a favor from my friend DG? Could you get Tony's uh, phone number so he could call him? And Maury goes, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all, no. Don't hand that out. So, right. the, so the DG saga continues. Now you're getting emails from him a lot? Yeah, we do, we do get a lot of emails from him. Are they um, from him or for others? From no, others no. others pretending the, to be him? No, they're, they're all from him. Okay. We do get some that are sort of like poking fun at him, you know, trying to mimic his style of writing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, he's... Uh, he's not Shakespeare. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not yeah. really Shakespeare. <laughs> you were going to bring over uh, a pork roast. What I was. I, I was. I set out a reminder for myself, and I ended up bringing over the artichoke spinach dip, which, of course, you did not want to try, and no. I've been instructed to leave it here for you. <laughs> to, don't leave it here. I will. It, trust me. It'll, it'll find it'll a way. It'll mold. No. It'll, no. Take right. it home. Okay. Well, what were you going I was going to wait to get to this, <laughs> right. but did you enjoy the chips and salsa that Mom picked up? You guys had your huge Super Bowl party. <laughs> didn't invite us. Yes. The no, we didn't invite anybody. chips and salsa. Well, <clears throat> okay, so... I made a I made a slow cooker pork. I yeah. had I had the spinach artichoke. We had leftovers dip. other other than this particular thing. We had leftovers last night. <clears throat> but Carol bought a big bag of chips. I'm not the world's greatest chip guy, and then she bought salsa. So I went into the pantry first. I went into the refrigerator to see if she'd put it in the refrigerator, and she had not. So it's not a sal- It's not a fresh salsa. 
No, no, no. It's it's Pace. Okay. The the brand name is Pace. So it's more of like a gazpacho. Right. Yeah, it's sort of. It's soupy. Thin. Yeah. So I I looked into the pantry and on up and down shelves. They're not. They wouldn't be adjoining, but they'd be up and down one shelf over the other shelf. There were two different jars of Pace salsa. And I said to Carol, "Did you know that you already had one?" And she goes, "No, I didn't know." I said. If there one's right above the other, it wouldn't have taken that much to have seen it. And I didn't know. So I take them both out. One expired. <laughs> it expired in February 2021. Okay. And the next one is good. And I said, what should we do? And Carol said, well, it has never been opened. You know, you probably get another three or four years out of something that's a nuclear deterrent like salsa. <laughs> So we ate that last night. It was the mild. It wasn't very good. And it was, yeah, you're right. It was soupy. And then I watched the game. I'm so proud of myself because I watched every snap. That's impressive. Now, I, I, I will tell this story because we're going we're gonna to cover both these things today because we have Sansi on. We're going to cover the, we're not allowed to call it the Waste Management Open anymore. The WM. They are so ashamed of what they do for a living <laughs> that they only refer to themselves as WM now, not Waste Management. And... They do all these commercials about how they're saving the earth. You know what they do? They pick up your garbage. Just go to the 16th hole. That's what they do. I think they're still picking up the empties. They pick up garbage. And they're trying to make them. It, this is, you know, somebody developing late in life an, an absurd French accent and getting very continental. They're waste management and the game is garbage. Maybe okay, we should garbage. reach out to Charlie Hoffman to see if, any, if he has any he's not thoughts. Even, yeah, he's not even wearing the. They don't even sponsor him anymore. They had that hideous green and yellow logo on his hideous brown shirts for three or four years, Charlie Hoffman, and he told him to cut his hair, I'm sure, and now nobody cares. Anyway, so because we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, I was just I was thrilled that I watched the entire game. But what I did was, unlike most people in America, because that Super Bowl was going to start at 6.30, at 630, right? That's right. Yeah. They were going to cut to Al With and Chris at 6. But they weren't really going to start until 6.30. I stayed with the golf and had Carol tape the um, football. So I watched all the football until the halftime show when I caught up in real time. That made me miss some commercials. So I have an insufficient list of commercials that I liked. I wanted to get to one or two that I liked. I watched 30 different commercials. The one that I liked the best was the takeoff on the Big Lebowski, where Peyton Manning <laughs> was the Big Lebowski, you know, and they were rolling, right. you know, when they had Steve Buscemi was in it. You know, we were waiting for John Turturro to be in it. He wasn't in it. And Peyton Manning blows a kiss at somebody just like they did in the actual movie. I don't know what it was for. It was for I think some it was, sort of seltzer. Yeah, I think. it was Michelob or yeah, Michelob. Yeah. yeah, but it was great because Peyton Manning's a genius at communication. He's just a genius. He's he's a total natural. And no no Peyton fatigue last night. He was in a lot of commercials. Um, I didn't like the Weak JB the Smoove commercials as much as I sometimes oh, do. Yeah, Him it's wearing Barry. on me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wearing on me at this point. I also liked an odd juxtaposition of Barbie and Rocket Mortgage with Anna Kendrick. I liked that commercial. I thought they pulled that one off. I liked Zeus retiring and devoting his life to electric cars, <laughs> an electric BMW. I, I feel that famous people were in a lot of commercials, and I just don't know who they are. 
I feel they're famous, but not famous to me. There was a Doritos thing about animals eating Doritos. The boys the, love that. The fiery hot ones. Oh, uh, right, yes. yes. I thought that was pretty good. That felt and, like an old school Super Bowl commercial. And there was a funny Uber Eats commercial about delivering things that you didn't eat and people tried to eat them. Cousin like Greg. pencils. Yeah. The, and, ki- the kid from Succession yeah. was it was like eating like, like six, all six five of him. <laughs> so so those were the only ones. Oh oh no, there was one other one I loved. I loved it. I have to concede, I loved it. Larry David for crypto, oh, where he wrong? plays different people <laughs> in different eras in the world and gets everything wrong. Nobody wants to go to the moon. Too far. <laughs> you know. So I really like that one. Edison. And the other twenty-five, it just says meh. Or eh. Did you not like the... Did you see the Sopranos one? Didn't like it. It oh, was you, for electric cars. It wasn't as good as the Zeus one. So okay. did you get that it was that it was sort of the Sopranos thing immediately? Oh, sure. Where they yeah. go past the trials and well, apparently that. David Chase, I, like, directed that. Yeah. Well, know, it's yeah. got... It's got uh, the, the kid's kid. Yeah. Get parallel the, parking the, at the end. actual kid. Yeah. The rumor... Well, the... the but, well, no, it wasn't as good as the Zeus one. No, the Zeus was... So, no. <laughs> I thought it was okay. for the MTA. <laughs> no, I didn't particularly like it. So I watched, you know, I'm, and so I, I got to the halftime. The halftime was not aimed at me. The halftime was lost at me. I will say this about the halftime. The bigness of it, the production of it was sensational. Yes. If you liked that sort of music, I think you would love that. It was not for me. So I caught up there and watched the second half live. But I missed, I probably missed a whole lot of commercials that ran, you know, in the halftime show or before the halftime. I didn't watch those. I feel like you got a lot of it. I mean, you, you sort of, some people like the uh, the Lays commercial with Paul Rudd, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen. Didn't see it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that one. Didn't see it. So I'm sitting Started there going, well. for an entire decade, like you're looking Arch at Campbell. this and be like, oh, you're doing, you're, doing, you're doing The Who, uh, the Who. you're doing Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, yeah. love all these bands, but like, that's definitely for a different generation. Yes. Yes. And then I'm looking at this. I'm not like, angry at this. I'm looking at this after I'm show going, like, this is my sweet spot. It reminds me of eighth grade through 10th grade being driven to school by my sister. And then I go, oh, wow, that's because I just put two kids to bed and I'm watching the Super Bowl on <laughs> tape delay as well. Right. And also, this is now my generation. And I love the golf. I watched it all the way through. I, I was thrilled at it. I mean, I felt bad for Thagala. You know, he needed a birdie on 18 to get into the playoff. Scheffler needed a birdie on 18 to win outright. Cantley, who last year, if you remember, maybe the greatest putting exhibition anyone has ever seen in the BMW at Caves Valley against the thick kid. DeChambeau? DeChambeau. He putted lights out for three days. He missed every putt. Yeah, he's, every he's still probably been the best player over the last nine months. Uh, if you look at uh, you know him and John Rahm, but you, you look at a tournament. I said to you this all week. It's a tournament that totally understands what it is. Uh, when you have the concerts after the rounds of golf, when you have the just playing basically piggyback off of the Super Bowl, even the even the the network is tossing to it, the big game. It's a football fan tournament. Look at sixteen, and then you wonder: Has it finally turned a little bit too much? I think too much. Okay, what did well, you think? What did you think about when Harry Higgs took his shirt I off? I loved it. Well, no, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he pulled okay. up his shirt. He pulled it, he and the other guy took his shirt yeah. off. Yeah. He took it off. Yeah, and then they got the beer shower or water shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think we're going to see that at Augusta, but that's just me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Might see it at uh, Beth Beth Page. All right, uh, that's exactly what Steve Rose said, yeah. that you would see it at Beth Page. Well, you remember or see you, it at the Ryder Cup. Ryder well, you, saw, you saw the PJ a few years back when you saw that behavior getting closer and closer yeah. to a major. Everybody's drunk. 
That's how it works. Appears to be the case. Everybody's drunk, and they, they court that. Oh, we'll take a break. Michael Wilbon, when we return, I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the X-Chair read. From the moment you sit in an X-Chair, your body will immediately say, ah, so this is what a real office chair is supposed to feel like. Can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? I doubt it. X-Chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? I doubt it. X-Chair can. It's all in the Elamax massage and temperature regulation, exclusively designed and made for X-Chair. And once you feel the customized support of X-Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar, the old DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. High performance, quality engineering, extreme comfort. Those are all reasons to love the X-Chair, in which I am sitting now, as I try to make that as convoluted a clause as possible. <laughs> try X-Chair for yourself risk-free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be, you will never go back. So go to xchairtony.com now. That's the letter X, chair, T-O-N-Y.com, or call one 844 X chair for a hundred dollars off your offer or your order. Don't be stupid. Get a hundred bucks off. Use the code. X chair has a thirty day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as thirty dollars a month. Xchairtony.com. You're listening. You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is sent to us by Patrick, who says, "I'm from a DC area band called Roundabout." A few years back, you were kind enough to play a song from our last album. We just released our fourth album called Inner Voices and Curious Choices. I was wondering if I could submit some songs. Sure. <laughs> we're happy when people submit songs. Yes, we are. We're happy to play your songs. This is called The Blind Lead the Blind, and it plays in Michael Wilbon. You'll be proud of me. I watched every single play of that game, and, I thought, and I thought it was a... Very good Super Bowl for a reason that you will like. There was real good defense in it. And at least yeah. for the first half, there were no penalties at all, and they let people play. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, en I enjoyed it. It had a great ending. I enjoyed it. How about you? Um, I enjoyed it. I, I did, too. I thought it was, a, it was like the other playoff games. I mean, it had drama. It was well played. I liked the fact there weren't many penalties until that last drive, it was seemed to be yep. like seven in a row. Yep. Um, I, didn't I didn't consume the game as I normally do, Tony, because I decided to uh, fly back from New York last night so I could just watch mm -hmm. as much of the game at home as I could. And obviously, you, know, you could just rewind and go back to the beginning. I didn't do that. I walked in, uh, and I, I, I monitored some of it on the flight. Um, and I, I, so I saw the second... You know, starting in the second quarter, I saw second, third, fourth quarters. I didn't go back and watch the anthem and the whole presentation and do all. Of no, that. I didn't. I didn't. I was watching um, golf. Yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, I was. I was a little surprised when you texted me that you were watching golf. And obviously, we both watched yep. golf. Sadly for me, um, that's a tournament. Obviously, that means something is played about. That's right near your house. Eight minutes from where I live. Yeah, and uh, I, I did not watch a single live swing of the golf club all weekend because uh, Saturday um, I, I had a show. I was in the studio. NBA game had the Golden State and the Lakers a really, really, really entertaining game, which is surprising because the Lakers are so stinky. Right. Um, and so Saturday I had that, and that, that entailed not just the game at night, but flying up in the afternoon to get ready for the show. Same thing on Sunday, plus flying to Washington. 
I didn't want to watch the game in my hotel room and have to fly today. So I said, or train. I just said, you know what? Yeah, I'll miss that's a fun. little bit and come home. And then on Friday, uh, of course, Thursday, Friday, we had the, the, the Harden Ben stuff. So that was, you know, completely preoccupying for somebody doing basketball shows. So I didn't see a single live swing of uh, the golf club uh, from, from waste management, which you Have know, annoyed you played, You've played that course, right? You've played it. Yeah, I don't love it. I, I haven't How did it you do on years. 16? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been okay, so long. Okay. Uh, seriously, yeah. I haven't played it. It, it, it. Tony, it's down the street. But there's yeah. so many uh, golf courses, and as you know, so many great golf courses in my neighborhood in Scottsdale. In, you, if you fly over Scottsdale, particularly North Scottsdale where I live, you, Tony, you, it looks like you're just on a planet where there's golf. Because within, I don't know, within 10 minutes drive, 7 minutes drive of my house, there are probably like 12, 36-hole facilities. Wow. So, yeah, wow. yeah, at least that many. Maybe more than that, but at least that many. And, and, and I say 36-hole. Remember, Desert Mountain has seven golf courses. Seven. They got seven. Yeah, yeah and they got seven. And several, like, like Scottsdale National has three. So there are places with, you know, multiples with, you know, but two is like a minimum daily requirement. And so I just I I don't love it. Um, it's not, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'm being a, I'm being a snob now, but I, I I you know I was taken to play there. And my friend Robbie Petty is a Thunderbird. He's a guy who's a part of the wonderful organization that puts on the tournament. So I could go there any time. I just I, I don't. And uh, the six right, sixteen well, is obviously you know legendary for. And they yeah. had two aces, two aces yeah. this week. No, they were there was. Tremendous. Let me let me get back to the game then. Let me get back to the game for a second. I was worried at one point. I thought I thought that Ramsey, I think everybody thinks this, got his face mask yanked, which he allowed did. for a touchdown. And he that did. was not called. And I guess you cannot appeal that because you no. would have appealed that as soon as you saw it. And I thought maybe it's going to end. Maybe that's going to be the decisive play. So I'm glad it wasn't. Because well, that was a missed call, right? Yes, but it was decisive. It allowed a touchdown in the three-point game. I mean, maybe. Right, right. But it's I thought it would, if Cincinnati had won, so. I mean, it's it's a it's a yeah yes it was a it was a well decisive in that you know it it it, it, it seemed to be like yes it was setting up to potentially be. Uh, a decisive score for the winning team. It didn't end up yes. being that, but it was a bad miss. Yeah. And by the way, Jalen yeah. Ramsey, he'll be just like Revis Island in a year. He got yeah, he'll, last he'll be done. Quite a That's bit. right. All these guys, you know, they tell you how great they're going to be, and he's going to change teams. He's going to change they're the world. They're great for two years. They don't change you know, the world. They're great Optimois. for two years. What is that clown who was on the Washington team? Um, oh, Norman. 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 Norman, please. Yeah. Please. Yeah, he's stunk. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, I thought I loved the way the Rams went down the field. I I, I know that I'm going to sound just like Collinsworth and Al, but it was when they lost Beckham, that was a huge loss. And all they had was Cup, and they kept finding Cup, and they scored the touchdown. And then, Mike, I thought that Burrow was going to go down the field. I did. Yeah. 
Well, because it looked like it. I, I, I mean, he was starting to, and all he needed was yeah. a field goal to tie. And I yeah. thought he was too. But, you know, I mean, look, he's a terrific guy. You'd love to have him at quarterback. But, you know, the overstatement of the week was, was about Joe Burrow. You know, Joe, I mean, I heard people literally start to compare him to Tom Brady. I just had to turn That's, stuff off. No, you can't do that. I had to turn TV off. People no. are so stupid. I, the only reason I, I like, I, I didn't have a horse in this. I didn't care who won the game. I really didn't. Um, but I just said, you know what? We're going to have to live with this Joe Shiesty stuff every single minute of every single day right through August. And I don't want to hear it. It's like Dynasty of One. You know, like having to hear about the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty. Except, oh, wait. Oh, wait. They won one. Yeah, they the won same one. number of, you know, <laughs> stop. So, so he, here's what sort of rooting for the Rams. I, this is what I want to say about the Rams. I know I've said this a couple of times on, on PTI, but I really Congratulations. believe Congratulations. You did it. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, thank you. I, I will say this, and I think it's, it may very well be a function of Los Angeles. Not every team tries to win. They don't. Not every team in every sport tries to win at all. Los Angeles Rams, like the Los Angeles Lakers, like the Los Angeles Dodgers, they try to win. They don't, Mike, they don't always win, as we're seeing with the Lakers. Right. But every right. year, they try. So if you're a fan, there's never a year where you go, okay, we're just playing for next year. All of... That's what I liked about the Rams, that they tried to win. And if yeah. they hadn't won, okay. But they tried, right? Well, it, Tony, they have a built-in advantage. It's the Los Angeles Rams, not the Oklahoma right? City Rams. That's they right. got money oozing out like sweat. So right? they have the resources to try to win. Every year. Every year. All those teams. All of them. So I, I don't... You know, like the Chris Rock line, I ain't giving you credit for doing what you're supposed to do. Right. You got money. You're supposed right. to try to win. And good. I'm good for them. But that doesn't put them in any special standing for me. Um, they have they have an owner who wants to win and is willing to go out and spend whatever is necessary to do it because they have it. They don't have it everywhere. Every owner doesn't have that. So, and yes, there are some that seem to care less than others. I, I, I grant you that. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. really slurp the, the Los Angeles market teams because they try to win. That's what they should do. Well, I th yeah, I think it's good that they do, though. I think they set yeah, themselves up. You know, it's like the New York Yankees. You can love them or hate them. They're trying. Yeah. They yeah. brought – they didn't stop all year long. They even brought a guy out of retirement who you know, broke his shoulder in the first yeah. quarter, Eric yeah. Weddle. They brought right. him out of retirement. They said, let's go. So I – I admired that, and I and I also, on the other hand, with Cincinnati, I admired the fact that Burrow kept getting up. There was that one shot on his knee yeah, where he was yeah. screaming in pain. Yeah, right. How, how, how many how many wow. sacks were there? Had to be seven or eight. Had to be the second half. He was being sacked all the time. You know, I don't first have half any no problem with the MVP selection because Cup was so great. Oh yeah, but he deserves it. I, I mean, to me. The idea would have been to split it there because as great as Cup was, you won the game by three. And defensively, right. like you said, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, was he's, he's the best player in football. He's the best player. He changes the game. Every game. That's right. All of them. That's right. I remember, I remember Troy Aikman saying pocket. that in a game earlier in the year. Seven sacks, yeah. I'm told. Seven. That's a lot. 
seven. So they sacked this guy 16 times in two of the last three games. Come on, man. Yeah. No, you got to get him please. killed. That guy's you not going to last long. Go get linemen. Yes. You got to get some linemen. Yeah, right, right. You know. I mean, Anthony Munoz wasn't walking through that door. Right. That's um, right. So, and it was funny. They showed Anthony Munoz somewhere this weekend. Maybe it was, I think he was at the SC UCLA basketball game, which I was able to watch a little bit of late Saturday night. And they showed Munoz. And they didn't show him yesterday, but it's harder to find a guy in, you know, 90,000 people than it is. You know, 14,000. But, yeah, when I saw Anthony Munoz, he looked so great. I'm like, you know what? You know, the great, of course, Bengals. He, 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 he could suit up for the Bengals and, and help them because they are pathetic in the front. Pathetic. Doesn't work at all. Really doesn't. Really doesn't. By the way, no, we had a great so- week on PTI. We had guests. Been a long time yeah. since we had a lot of guests. We had Peter King and Jeff Saturday and Booger McFarland and the great Steve Young. And didn't that make you happy? Yeah. And they all had a different yeah. view of the game. Yeah, well, those are people that are among the best in the world at explaining football. They're people that you want to listen to. I do. Um, I, I don't want to hear anybody say the, the single high safety on our show. That's for other shows. No, we're not. We're not we don't so we're that. talking. We're talking we about you know big picture things, and nobody makes difficult concepts more you know understandable than Steve Young. And Booger is just fabulous. I mean, he's, he's just, he, he, again, they talk to you on a level in which you want to listen to football without, I don't want to hear Red Rocket screen. You know what John Gruden did. I don't, I don't want to consume football that way. I find it beyond annoying. I find it loathsome for me. That's just for me. Um, so, yes, all those people, Peter has been, you know, Peter King and I started out essentially together. Peter might be a year older than me, a year, two, maybe two seasons ahead of me. It was great to, to, to talk to Peter off camera about the Bengals. I mean, Peter King lived in Cincinnati. He covered the Bengals. He covered Kenny Anderson. He covered Mike Brown. He covered Sam Weiss. He covered Boomer Esiason and Collinsworth. And, and it was just great. And when I was, Tony, when I was covering the NFL for the Washington Post, the Bengals were great. Yes. The Bengals not only got to a Super Bowl, they should have won the 80, it. John Taylor beat them. Montana to Taylor. Right. Yeah. 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 And then they they were good the next year when they were defending. They got back to the playoffs, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know if they won a game. But a playoff game. But it was great to you know, Peter King picked me up from the airport once and said we're gonna go to um Bengals practice. It's under the expressway. What is what a dump. What, what a dump. Yeah, Peter said, Hop in the car, I'll take you to practice. It was great. We just drove to practice, and Mike Brown, the chairman of the Bengals, right through last night, he's the one they kept showing. Mike Brown, Mike Brown was there at practice. It was like those AFL teams, Tony, or they weren't AFL, AFC, like the smaller market teams, even the Raiders. Al Davis, would he would be at practice, like in a golf cart. You would go to practice, and there's the owner, there's the big kahuna. And they either welcomed you or sneered at you or whatever it was. And Mike Brown, Mike Brown loved to have, you know, national media people come to practice. And you'd go and there'd be like four people there. And like, Peter, we're, we're underneath the expressway. He's like, yeah, you know, you went there. I did. And the Bengals were such a mom pod thing. And so I, I feel I have a sense of 
the Bengals, you know, um, and, and what they were and what they became and how difficult it was. And that's a guy who can't win every year like the Los Angeles market because he doesn't have that kind of money. Is he rich for us talking about rich guys? Yes. Can he hang with Cronky? Please. No, he's not Walmart. He doesn't no, own he's Walmart. Not. He's the no. son of Paul Brown. And he's a great coach. person, a football coach. but he doesn't, it's like, they don't have that much money. The no, Maris had don't. to bring the Tish family in because the Maris didn't have that much yes. money. The Roonies don't yes. have that much money. The Hallises don't the have that much money. No, they're there for a they hundred years. They don't. Some of those people are rich by the standards that Mike Brown would love to be, but they're not. And so it's just, yeah. it's, it's, you know, to watch the Bengals in that context, for me, was interesting, and, and and but you know the Bengals. I would say they're going to do stupid stuff. They had what three roughing penalties. They had three fifteen-yard penalties in a game in which the guy who came off the bench oh. in his street yeah. clothes to join the celebration, he has yeah. to be cut. You can't have him. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay, but last week you made fun of me because I said the Bengals are stupid. They're well, that was stupid, stupid stuff. Well, they that was stupid. Multiple stupid things. Yeah. It's a good game, do. though. All right, you I'll know, talk to you later. It was a terrific game. It was. Right, good talk. game. Talk to you later. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls. We will come back. Uh, Steve Sands. We'll talk about the game a little bit, but we'll talk about the golf as well. Because it was, I think raucous would be the fair word. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Indochino ad. Whether it's finding a signature color, wearing a more flattering cut, or getting a new statement piece... The right details can take your wardrobe up a notch. This year, let Indochino take care of your 2022-style edit. You can customize everything from suits and shirts to chinos and bomber jackets. Can you imagine a customized bomber jacket at prices more affordable than you might expect? Nigel, you have customized your own order. You have ordered suits from them. Tell the people how well they fit. They fit like a glove, uh, although I have gained some weight during the pandemic. They fit me a little more snugly. I've lost weight. I know you have. I'm very envious of that. I've lost weight. Um, But yeah, the, 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 the measurements are to you specifically. It fits you like a glove. You look great. You feel great. And you can design it, as you talked about, any way you like. It really is fantastic. Here's an important question. Did you shop online or visit a showroom? I did not. I shopped online. And how did you measure yourself? With famous with a yard, a yardstick and a piece of rope. Rope and a yardstick. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get that Joe Burrow suit. Indochino yes, offers yes. completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Choose everything about your suit, including the fabric, lapel, monogram, the statement lining. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. And the best part is that Indochino suits start from just $429 in their shirts, from $79 with all customizations included. So give yourself a style edit. I sort of like that phrase. That sets the tone for the rest of the year with Indochino. Get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more by using the promo code TONYK at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $399 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. Promo code TONYK. And please use the code. This is is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. One more time. Roundabout. This is sent to us by Patrick, who's in the band. 
This is called the most important thing. Michael, if bands like Roundabout want to send in their original music, how do they do so? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at TonyKornizerShow.com. And do we have a Johnny O code? Yes, TK Salt is still active, and I had a great call with uh, Rob Colpian. The TK shop is going to be bringing some items out of the vault. Wow, out of the vault, out of the crypt. (laughs) Wonderful. Steve Sands joins us now. And we thought it would be great to talk to you about the golf tournament yesterday. And I'll get to that in a second. But you're a sports fan. We just had Wilbon on. I'm very satisfied with the Super Bowl. I thought it was a very good game. Um, I watched every snap, which is unlike me. And I wondered how you felt about it, if you liked it. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was a good game. It was a clean game. I didn't love the, the, the refs getting a little too involved there on that holding call on 55 on Cincinnati on that third down play late in the game. Late, but they yeah. also missed a face mask, um, you know, when Higgins had a long touchdown to start the half. So it, one play didn't decide that game. One call didn't decide that game. But I, I thought it was a good game. And like you said way back before the season, you know, the Rams were going to be a threat when they got Stafford. They were built to win a Super Bowl. They were favored to win it yesterday and they got it done so all credit to him no i felt i felt satisfied by the whole season all the playoffs were great absolutely great and this did not this was not as good as some but it did not fall so far short that you would go oh that was not disappointing right see it was not disappointing no no not at all it was a one possession game it wasn't like uh you know like when when you know, when the Skins were winning 42 to 10 and the Niners are winning 55 to 10, those kinds of games. It was a good game, but it didn't happen to be as exciting as the previous playoff game. I mean, every playoff game this year was incredible. And Just great. it was a one possession game. Joe Burrow had the ball. He had a chance to drive almost, to, you know, they're around midfield, try to get a game winning uh, touchdown or a game tying, uh, sent it to overtime field goal. I mean, I thought it was, I don't know, what more do you want? It was a heck of a game. Yeah. Let me get to the golf because. The golf was dominated by this one event on Saturday. It was a hole-in-one by Sam Ryder. Is that, do I have the name correctly? And and if you didn't watch it, I mean, if you didn't watch it, bear with me. Because on the 16th hole at this particular course, there are stands built that accommodate many thousands of people. It's not like this at other golf tournaments. They are there. They stay there all day. They drink. They get nuts. They saw a hole, and they yell and scream, and they cheer, and they boo, and it's not like other golf venues, and it's not like other golf crowds. And I'm, there's, I'm leading up to the enormous question of this. When the kid hit the hole in one, there was not just an explosion of noise. People were throwing bottles, plastic bottles, I hope. There was like yeah. rain. It, I've never seen that in golf. It was a football crowd. I've never seen it. Steve Sands, you've been there a thousand times. You've covered a million golf tournaments. Is this the future of golf? Is this just this one spot? Is this something we should like or be afraid of? Oh, you should not be afraid of it. It's the best week of the year on the PGA Tour for regular events. It's not the Masters. It's never going to be the Masters. If the Masters is serene and and above board, uh, with all of its elegance, uh, Scottsdale is is mayhem and a party that just happens to have a golf tournament and a competition going on in the middle of it for four days. Uh, they do it right out there. They do it uh, their own way. And a lot of other tour events would love to have the attendance and the party atmosphere 
that Scottsdale provides, and, and that's a kudos, you know, to the the Thunderbirds are the people who run that event, and they run a great event. The people who play in it love the action. The people who choose not to play um, normally aren't there because they just don't feel like dealing with that type of crowd. But it was fantastic. Now, Tony, I will say, when they're throwing those, they're not bottles. They're those aluminum, you know, beer. Uh, can bottles they're not going to uh-huh. be hurting anybody um, like that and we were there i've done that event so many times it's so much fun we were there in 2015 the last time someone had a hole in one on saturday which is the biggest attendance day of the week for them about 200,000 people everybody's hammered everybody's having a good wow. time everybody's doing their thing Francesco Molinari had a hole in one on that saturday in 2015 i was there in the tower calling it and it was the same exact scenario. Everybody's chucking their stuff, and there was about a 10- or 15-minute delay because they had to clean off the green and rake the bunkers because of all those aluminum beer cans and all the stuff. And the players dig it, uh, Tony. It's great. Uh, but you can't have it every week. It's like match play. You love it. But if it was more than just one week, you'd be like, okay, let's get back to the regular competition. So. Uh, this is not going to be the wave of the future, but it is the wave of the future in Scottsdale. They, they do it right out there. It's fantastic. Is there any thought? Does anybody sit down and say, maybe we shouldn't give them these aluminum cans? Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> do this? Is there any like? Tony, is there any fear for the players? Tony, as much fear as Michael will have one day when he takes away your keys and the Johnny Walker blue <laughs> when you get to be that age. That's the, that's the fear. The fear that you would have in Scottsdale if they didn't allow you to enjoy an adult beverage. Are you kidding me? If they took away beer from that event, that event wouldn't happen. You have to have beer at that event. It was fine. It's sports. It's celebration. It's golf. I understand that the golf purists go crazy when they see something like that. But at the end of the day, golf is like every other sport. As you have famously said for decades, it's TV a television show. show. It's it a is. television show. It's entertainment. It's professional golf at the highest level. But it's also big dollars, big sponsors, big entertainment, and big fun. So let them go out there. I love that event. How about Harry Higgs flashing the crowd after he made a birdie? Yes. And the same thing happened, right? The same thing happened. Because then his partner took off his shirt. I don't know who that guy was. Par putt, by the you way. Know, it was a par putt? Yeah. Oh, he did it on a par putt? Oh, yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, what a, yeah I mean, he, and Joel, he and Joel Damon had a, a little you know, back and forth there as far as who would do it. It was, look, I, I, having done that event so many times and been at 16 so many times, 16 pole, uh, where they have, it looks like a, a minor league ballpark from the air. I mean, there's 30,000 people. This is larger than a, ball, a minor league ballpark. It's crazy in just that one hole. Uh, you've got to play the crowd, Tony. You've got to have fun. Um, you know, Harry Higgs is one of the great personalities in golf. Harry Higgs can not only play, but he's also a great guy. Uh, and he enjoys himself very much. I remember years ago, Kevin Streelman, who played and has played on the PGA Tour for a long, long time, one of his sponsors was um, the company that made the candy sweethearts. Here we are in Valentine's yeah. Day talking about yeah. sweethearts. Uh, the, I, don't, I forget what company did it, but he, one of his sponsors was the company that did Lemonheads and Sweethearts. And one year, he took out a bag of Lemonheads and Sweethearts that had those little bags in them and was chucking them to the crowd, and the place was going bananas. You have to play to the crowd there, and, and that's what Higgs was doing yesterday. And, 
Uh, why not? You know, big fat guy lifting up his shirt. Why not? You see yeah. it all the time on the PGA Tour. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a good it's a good time. I loved watching it, and I love the fact that by the end, when they go into extra holes, it's a golf tournament again. And I wonder, do you, is there any other tournament? I guess there's no other tournament like this one, right? No, there's nothing like it. And I'll tell you the other thing that's interesting. It's always played Super Bowl week. Now, next year, the Super Bowl's in Arizona, in Glendale. And that's happened before. That was the famous Seattle uh, didn't hand off the Marshawn Lynch game. Yes, and yes. Through the interception at the goal line in New England, went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that was the last time it was held in Arizona, uh, the same week as the tournament. This tournament, because of the population uh, of the event, the attendance, and, and the craziness of it, this tournament doesn't mind being on Super Bowl Sunday, doesn't mind being Super Bowl week. So when the NFL added an extra game, uh, to the regular season, and they push back the Super Bowl from the 6th of February to the 13th of February, the PGA Tour had to recalibrate its schedule. Uh, that's why Pebble Beach was last week. That's why Riviera is next week, or this coming week. Uh, and, and, and this week, during Super Bowl week, was Arizona again. And, and they could handle it. And next year, you talk about a party, Tony, next year. I'm telling you, when that, that Super Bowl was going on with New England and Seattle that whole week, and the tournament at the same time in the Valley of the Sun. It was wild out there. Next year's going to be the same thing. They can handle it. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and they don't mind being Super Bowl League at all at that golf tournament because they know the people are going to come out and have a good time regardless. All right, I'll get you out of here on this. I should ask you because you grew up as a fan of the Washington football team and the name that they had for a million years. Commanders, yay or nay? Yeah, I'm, I, I will never be as funny as Greg Garcia, and I listened to Greg <laughs> last week. He's exactly right. It was my childhood memories, the uniforms, RFK shaking, all the great moments uh, as, a, as a fan of the team uh, when they were the Skins. Um, and, you know, then they went to the football team, and then when they announced the Commanders, it was like – you were set free from all of the nonsense. Daniel Snyder doesn't belong in the NFL. The team has been a joke for 30 years, uh, but I love them. Uh, They're my squad, and I don't care what the name is. I think it's a stupid name. I'm not behind it just yet. But when they run out there on week one, uh, I'm still going to be watching, and I'm still going to love the team. But, you know, it's a a ridiculous name, and the whole process has been ridiculous, and nothing's going to make anybody happy in Washington until A – they build a stadium in the city again, like RFK, and B, but probably A before A, is getting Snyder out of here and not being the owner of the team, whether it's because of Congress or because of his sexual harassment or just because he's a buffoon and he has allowed a public trust to go sour in the nation's capital. Nothing's going to make anybody happy who grew up where I grew up in that town, loving that team, unless that guy's not owning it again. There you go. Thank you, Steve Sands, boys and girls. Hey, Thank you way, very can much. Can I say one thing, Tony? Yeah, can I say sure. one last thing? Uh, I yeah. just want to pass along from our family to Alan Bubis's family. Uh, yeah. We're so sorry to hear about his loss, and uh, we want Alan to know everybody's thinking about him. That's very nice, and I know Alan will appreciate it because Alan listens. We'll take a break. We'll come back with email and jingles. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show.
Bill Coleman did that. It's that, brilliant. Isn't that great? It's absolutely brilliant. You want to do the Bethesda Bagels ad? Yes, Bethesda Bagels got the bagel sandwiches today. That's always, always welcome on a Monday. Yes, always good stuff. Uh, and you can find it at BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. By the way, while you're on uh, Bethesda, BethesdaBagels.com, you can order online so that when you stop in, you yes, just pick ready. it right up. Yeah, They're so ready for will it. You, will you try the spinach and artichoke dip if I leave it here? Mm, okay, yeah, great. I'll try it. I'll try it. And maybe pair put, it up with that salsa from 2021. No, I'll, I'll try it. I it's promise. Vintage I'll try salsa. It. Yeah. Seasoned. I'll try, it. I'll try it. Yeah. That's it for us today. Oh, Michael. Somebody's delivering flowers now from Tracy Callahan. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Could you just give them five bucks and I'll pay you back? Do you have five dollars? Oh, I'll give them a ten then. Okay. It's, it's, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, give them a five. Five. Give them five dollars. Thank you very much. I'll pay Nigel back. Uh, that'll just do it for us today. You see how we do this in the show? It doesn't matter. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, well, I'm not bragging, babe, so don't put me down, but I got the fastest set of wheels in town. When something comes up to me, don't even try, because if I had a set of wings, man, I know she could fly. She's my little deuce, Coop. You don't know what I got. That's Brian Wilson. Thanks to our guest today, uh, Michael Wilbon, Steve Sands. Thanks to today's sponsors. X-Chair in Indochino. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. From Chris Mullen, not that Chris Mullen, dear Mr. Canadian man named after a woman. I'll see your 70s-era house built by teenagers, raise you a 1950 Cape Cod with a decent-sized eating kitchen, but no electrical upgrades. There are four walls and four outlets, one of which has countertop access. That's right, effectively one outlet. Try air frying, microwaving, and toasting all at once with that. Uh, from Jim Rockford, not that Jim Rockford, in Campbelltown, Pennsylvania. Rockford Files, yeah. Dear Dr. Hoffwaff, if you can stop grousing about the Applebee's commercial for two seconds, you might actually discover there's an opportunity for you here. I have to think that the Listen Up theme song would be perfect for some enterprising <laughs> hearing aid or ear horn company. That's Straight cash, homie. From Don Ames in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. I haven't emailed so quickly after an episode... In a while, but I had to throw my hat into the ring to become the official curling correspondent of the Tony Corners show. Having played much of my adult life, I can provide some clarity on the game. Physics is pretty important, but not as important as a cold alcoholic beverage. <laughs> the reason why you can't just blast the rocks put in your house, that's what the ringed area is called, I add parenthetically, is because there are rules to keep certain rocks in play to make sure scoring can occur. Sweeping makes things faster and also ensures the rock stays straighter as there is a lot of movement or curl as the rock spins towards the house. I won't get into interns, outturns, or the hog line, but I hope you read my email just to hear you say hog line. And I did. From <laughs> Meredith Wright in Prescott, well, also about the in lean Canada, sweep. in Ontario. <laughs> Any arguments about curling and whether it is a sport or a game usually ends with the comment, name another sport that has ashtrays and drink holders on the field of play. <laughs> That's a valid point. Uh, from Adam Tilsner in Adina or Adina, Minnesota. Please tell Michael he should definitely try curling. It's a great sport. Essentially, it comes down to getting the line and the speed of the stone correct. It's like putting on ice. Also, like golf, people of various skill levels can play against each other. Case in point, I've only been curling for two years, and my league game next Tuesday will likely have to be rescheduled. Why? Because two of the players on the opposing team, Tara and Tabitha Peterson, are the lead and skip of the USA women's Olympic team and have slightly more important games in China against Italy and Switzerland that day. <laughs> Uh, shared with a haiku. Curling talk begets Ovaltine references inside Tony's mind. From Mike Todd, not that Mike Todd. It seems you put 
Got the inside track on getting reservations to trendy restaurants. Any chance you could put in a good word for me at Applebee's? I'm convinced nobody knows my name there. From Carla Corrado in Columbus. Forget Carbone. Tell your pal and his kid that any little can get him a table at Applebee's. Not at Applebee. Not pronounced Applebee's. Everybody knows our names there. From Al Ruggles in Lexington, Kentucky, but formerly North Belmar on Long Island. Hoping you can help. Looking for a reservation at, for the Aloha Tower today on Valentine's Day. Snuck up on me this year. Wondering if you might give him a call for old time's sake. I'm guessing Seattle. I'm guessing Sally had a better chance with Tom Hayden. I called Charlie. From Sean in Milwaukee. The mailer from last Monday who referenced famous people from Eastern Maryland. It's not Eastern Maryland. It was Eastern Pennsylvania. Eastern Pennsylvania, yes. Left out one of their younger skewing celebrities, Maggie Rogers, a Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, who, though not as talented as Dan Byrne, is nonetheless pretty damn impressive. She was in the NYU master class for music production when the guest speaker that day, Pharrell Williams, was so blown away by her song, Alaska, that she virally became a huge music sensation among 20-somethings. That's very nice. Isn't that nice? But it's Eastern... It's Eastern Pennsylvania. Leaves out she went to St. Andrews. <clears throat> St. Andrews, Delaware. Is that? Uh, okay. Um, Sanford Sklansky. Jesse. <laughs> Sanford Sklansky. I was born in Chicago. So way too many famous people come from there to name. We moved to Racine, Wisconsin when I was 10 in 1957. Here are famous people from here. Ellen Corby, best known for the Waltons, Academy Award winner Frederick March, basketball player Karan Butler, Paul Weirich. If you're old enough and followed politics, you might know the name. Dwayne Kuyper, baseball player and Giants announcer. Shane Rawley, baseball player, singer Barbara McNair. We're the home of Johnson's Wax and J.I. Case. I live about 10 minutes away from Kenosha. Some of the famous people from there include Orson Welles. Did not know that. Football player Alan Amici. Actors Don Amici and Mark Ruffalo. We got this the other day. And Daniel J. Travanti. Somebody else from from Kenosha (laughs) sent us that. From Guy Degata in Nagoya, Japan, I was thrilled to hear you call out all those invented sports in the Winter Olympics. Why would anyone want to watch invented garbage when there are plenty of all-natural sports that grow out of the ground like caramel? <laughs> Keep fighting the good fight. couple more. Josh Cromwell, Moselle, Mississippi. My most des- Yes! Come on! My most despised broadcaster phrase that has become increasingly common is when someone on an NFL telecast refers to the red zone as the red area. It makes me want to leave a red area on their face after slapping them as hard as I can with a chilled mackerel. Jesse going wild today. And one more from Clint Stockham in Galloway, Ohio. Maybe it's pronounced Galway, but I think it's Galloway, Ohio. You went to school in Ohio. Did you ever hear of Galloway? I had not heard of that, no. I now know more about how to cook a food that I don't eat that I will ever need to know about anything. Of course, this has never stopped me from letting everyone in any particular room know that's it. I'm boiling eggs. <laughs> if you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. But I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which Obs. I've warmed in the micro wave. <laughs>
Most important thing